Hey, and welcome to the Motherhood Simplified Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Lockwood. And if you ever look around your house and wonder where the heck did all this stuff come from and how am I ever going to get it out, you are in the right place. I'm a mom of five who decluttered her home back in 2013 when my family and I decided to move from Alaska to Florida with one suitcase each. And I do not recommend it. What I do recommend is learning how to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist which means learning to find the balance of what your family needs and wants without it being so much that it overwhelms you on a daily basis. So if that sounds good to you, you are going to love this podcast. Let's dive into the episode. If you have been trying to declutter your house, and not been as successful as you like, I am willing to bet that I can help you figure out exactly why. There are a lot of reasons that moms feel like they can't declutter, declutter, whether it's their kids or their spouse or the time or the energy or just simply not knowing what to do, where to take things, how to donate, right? How to do it mindfully, how to not be wasteful. Uh, Plus you're worried about like, what if I need it? You know, I wasted so much money on this. What if I need it again and I can't get it? There is so much that goes into decluttering as a mom. And I promise that if you have thought it or felt it, I have heard it before or experienced it myself. And that is exactly why I created this training called how to create your mom proof decluttering plan. And I've done a lot of decluttering checklists, challenges, courses, programs in the past, and they work. And this training really is the framework for every single thing that moms need to consider when it comes to decluttering their home. It's the plan. We're actually going to build your plan together. It's following through with your plan and it's including your family and even learning how to make this process as enjoyable as possible. Because most people feel like The task is daunting or just another thing on their to-do list. And I don't want it to feel like that for you. So this free training, how to create your mom-proof decluttering plan, you can go to motherhoodsimplified.com forward slash DIY to get it. Or you can just check the show notes of this episode and you will find it. Come get it. I know there is so much information about there. A lot of it is much the same. Five steps to declutter your house, you know? Here's the checklist to declutter this area of your house, but none of them really show you the full scope of what goes into doing this start to finish. And that's exactly what's in this training. So go check it out, motherhoodsimplified.com forward slash DIY, or check the description of this episode to go get it today. Hey, and welcome to the Motherhood Simplified podcast. I'm your host, Krista Lockwood. And if you ever look around your house and wonder where the heck did all this stuff come from and how am I ever going to get it out, you are in the right place. I'm a mom of five who decluttered her home back in 2013 when my family and I decided to move from Alaska to Florida with one suitcase each. And I do not recommend it. What I do recommend is learning how to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist, which means learning to find the balance of what your family needs and wants without it being so much that it overwhelms you on a daily basis. So if that sounds good to you, you are going to love this podcast. Let's dive into the episode. 
All right, everybody, welcome to this episode, Decluttering Without Waste. Okay, now the reason you want to listen to this episode, I'm guessing, or if you're just tuning in, you're like, why am I listening to this? (laughs) Here's why. Because you probably want to be able to get things out of your home and into the hands of people who can actually use it. And you want to declutter without feeling guilty about waste or continuing to contribute to the landfill, as well as radically transform your spending and consumption habits, right? That's a lot, but it's simpler than it sounds, okay? And I want to start off with something. You can go listen to previous episodes I've done on this about decluttering and waste and an honest conversation about goodwill, wish cycling, and what that is. But here's what you need to know for this episode, and that is that waste comes from overconsumption, not decluttering. Decluttering itself is not inherently wasteful, okay? The waste comes from overconsumption, which means buying things that we don't need, consuming things that we don't actually need, purchasing more than we can possibly ever use. So if you didn't know that or you haven't thought about it in that way before, just take a second to let that sink in. Decluttering itself is not inherently wasteful. Overconsumption is. So you might be of this belief that is fairly common among people, and that is that decluttering is wasteful. And it's because people who declutter don't care about planetary resources, right? They're probably wealthy people. They don't care about the landfills and they don't need to worry about getting rid of things because they can just replace it later. And I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that because I've known these people, right? And of course, there's always exceptions, right? But the most mindful consumers and people in control of their finances are often people who have decluttered. And I know this because I'm one of them and I've seen it time and time again in Motherhood Simplified, but they have seen how much waste they have created and they've identified the root of it, which is the overconsumption, and they don't want to go back. (laughs) They do not want to undo that work that they've done. First of all, they don't want to just declutter and then fill their house back up with stuff. Like That doesn't make any sense. And they don't want to go back to mindless, I want to say mindless, but like meaningless, pointless spending and consuming, right? They're more in control of their impulses and their money and the way that they spend their time and their energy. And that was definitely true for me. Um, I and other people who I've supported in decluttering is that they stop buying things because they're lost, right? How many times have you bought something that you lost? You had to repurchase it because you lost it. Um, They stop buying things as backups, right? A lot of times moms buy backups because they're like, just in case we lose it or when we lose it, right? Because they can't keep track of things. And so they buy more and more. Specific example, it's winter here in the Midwest. A lot of times families will buy, buy like two and three pairs of gloves, you know, for backups. They also stop buying things that just look like a good deal or might be useful someday, but really aren't needed. Or maybe somebody somewhere, you know, I'm like, oh, I could get this for my family member, right? They just don't want to do that anymore. They don't want to waste their time. They don't want to waste their energy. They don't want to waste their money buying things that they will just get rid of and replace later. They simply just don't want to do it anymore. And often they switch to the other end of the spectrum where instead of just like mindlessly consuming things, they get intentional. They want to support ethical businesses. They want to support small businesses, which tend to be require not only more money, right? Oftentimes these small businesses are more expensive, but it also requires more time, right? To like find these places, to go to these places instead of just getting off of Amazon or going and getting it all at one place at like a Meyer or something. And so I just I just wanted to, to talk about that because it's a big misconception about decluttering and waste is that, oh, you must be wasteful if you declutter because you're just like replacing everything all the time. It's not true. 
you get rid of the stuff, you realize you don't need it, you didn't want it, you never used it, it was pointless, can't even remember what it was. And so you have no desire to get it all again. It's just not there. So that's the one thing you can look forward to if you take your decluttering journey with me. But I wanted to tell you a story real quick about when I decluttered right before we left Alaska. Short story, we moved from Alaska to Florida in 2013. It was more cost-effective to rent a furnished house and only bring a suitcase of stuff for my husband and I and our three kids. So that's what we did, which meant that I had to stay back and get rid of all of our stuff by selling it, donating it, and trashing it. I was able to sell probably like 10, I don't know. I have no idea, to be honest. I will say, I'll let's say 10%. I feel like that's a generous amount of the amount of stuff that I was able to sell. I was able to sell big things like a dining table, couches, beds, dressers, um, some toys, not a lot, to be honest. Some of my husband's like hunting and fishing gear, snowboards, big things like that. Everything else couldn't sell it. And to be honest, that's pretty true for um, there's this statistic floating around. I think I saw it in New York Times that estate sales have an average of $750 as what those make garage sales. It's garage sales. Garage sales make on average $750. So think about all the clutter in your home, putting it out for a garage sale, $750, 10% of it sells, the rest of it gets donated. That was true for me. That's pretty on par. It's pretty on par for the moms inside of the motherhood simplified group. It's also true for larger things like estate sales, which average 10 to 15% of their stuff selling. And 10 to 15% of their stuff selling for about 10 to 15% of what they originally purchased it for. So the point of this is not that. The point is that I was able to sell that, which in my head, I was like, okay, I sold that much. I guess I'm going to have to donate the rest of it, right? So I started carrying carload or bringing carload by carload by carload over and over and over again to Salvation Army because I lived in a small town in Alaska and that's the only place we had to donate things. And eventually they turned me away and they said, we are not taking donations from you anymore. And I can't remember if they said specifically, we are not taking donations from you anymore (laughs) or if they were just like, not taking donations in general because they were full. It was probably just that they were full. And I was like, well, I was mad. I was so mad because I didn't understand how donation centers work. I didn't understand. I was just like, take my stuff, right? Like you should take my stuff and sell it. Not understanding that people like me are dumping their stuff off at these places every single day and they are full. They don't have room for it. They also cannot sell it, right? If it's stuff that didn't sell in my garage sale, the chances of them selling it at their store are very low. It's just low and they didn't want it. And so that's the reality is that a lot of our stuff, we all have the same kinds of stuff. We are all drowning in the same kinds of stuff. It's not like it used to be. Our items aren't unique. They are not special. They are not often custom made or high quality items. It's fast fashion, fast manufacturing for everything. And that brings me back to my point of like decluttering is not where the waste happens. Decluttering or the waste happens when we consume this stuff that we don't need, we don't have room for, we don't have the money to spend on that we know deep down we are not going to be keeping for very long. Eventually it's going to be something that we try to sell and feel bitter about because we can't get any money out of it. So then we just accept that and we're like, okay, I'll take it to a donation center. And then the donation centers are like, we can't take it, which is becoming more and more common, by the way. It's more and more common that 
than it used to be where donation centers are like, no, you bring us our stuff and then we have to pay to put it in a dumpster. Like we're not taking it. You take it to the dumpster. They don't want to be the middleman for the landfill anymore, which is, it's just an interesting thing to watch play out. I think as time goes on, you know, like my grandma, I've had her on the podcast before. She's watched this shift, right? She made all of her kids clothes and she watched uh, the, she actually has a bachelor's degree in in fashion, uh, I think fashion manufacturing. And she's watched it transition into what it is now. And she's like, it's interesting. You know, we, (laughs) it used to be that wealthy people bought their clothes in stores everybody else made their clothes. And then now it's like wealthy people have their clothes made for them and everybody else buys it in the stores because we have so much. We just, we're at the tipping point. I think we are the generation at the tipping point of like, somebody's going to have to deal with all of this stuff. And it's us, you know, as much as we don't want it to go to the landfill, that's where a lot of it is going to go, whether it's you who puts it there or somebody else. Um, It's a hard truth, but that's why I talk about it. That's why I talk about decluttering because once you declutter, you do become that person who's like, oh my gosh, I just won't buy that stuff again. I will not participate. I will be more mindful about what I buy. I will be more mindful about what comes into our home and where we get it from. And that allows you to be a more mindful declutterer as well, who can redistribute things in a more ethical way because you have more time, you have more energy, you have more bandwidth. It's an upward spiral but it does require you to be really honest about like what in your house can actually be used by other people, right? If it's clutter to you, it's likely clutter to somebody else. I think that the old saying of one man's trash is another man's treasure is outdated. I don't think it fits our society anymore because for us, a lot of times, one man's clutter is just another man's clutter and they have the right to take it for sure. But I think we're all pretty burnt out on the uh, just like mass level clutter shifting between (laughs) stores and thrift stores and all of these things. Not to say that I don't believe in them. Buy nothing groups are wonderful and amazing. Definitely utilize those. And don't feel guilty about having a whole lot of things that nobody wants and can't be donated, can't be redistributed. It's not your fault. We are in the system that we're in right now. Like I said, I think at a mass level, we're just at a tipping point where we are burnt out and we are the ones carrying, I think, this burden of excess stuff. So (laughs) that is it from me. I'm getting rambly ramblesome. Um, I hope that you enjoy this episode. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Like I said, in the description, there are some other episodes that you can go listen to um, to talk a little bit more about this conversation around waste and decluttering. There's an episode called Wish Cycling, an honest conversation about goodwill that I think you will enjoy. I would love to hear your thoughts. So go ahead and tag me on Spotify or no, don't tag me on Spotify. You can share this episode from Spotify to Instagram. Tag me there. I'd love to see you and or talk about it in the Facebook group. I would love that too if you're in the Facebook group. And uh, other than that, have a great rest of your day. Thank you so much for hanging out with me and I will see you on the next episode. Hey, before you go, I have a question to ask you. Would you please leave me a five-star review if you are listening on iTunes? It helps me grow my show and reach more moms like you who are wanting to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist. If you love the show, I would love it if you shared something specific that you find valuable or helpful or that you just enjoy about listening to this show. It would mean the world to me if you took time out of your day to do that. And while you're at it, 
Head over to motherhoodsimplified.com to listen to more podcast episodes or check out our Facebook group, Instagram, just to connect on social media. If you love these episodes and if you love this show, please tag me. I love to connect with you over there. Podcasts are kind of like a one-way conversation where I feel like I'm talking to you and with you. But when you tag me on social media, I feel like we can take that one step further and actually connect with each other, which is the whole point of me starting this podcast and community in the first place is to be able to connect with moms like you who are wanting to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist. So tag me in your Instagram stories. I'm motherhood underscore simplified. Check out the Motherhood Simplified Facebook group or head over to the site and just find even more blogs, podcasts, decluttering courses to help you continue on your decluttering journey. Thanks so much. And I'll talk to you soon. Before you go, I have a question to ask you. Would you please leave me a five-star review if you are listening on iTunes? It helps me grow my show and reach more moms like you who are wanting to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist. If you love the show, I would love it if you shared something specific that you find valuable or helpful or that you just enjoy about listening to this show. It would mean the world to me if you took time out of your day to do that. And while you're at it, Head over to motherhoodsimplified.com to listen to more podcast episodes or check out our Facebook group, Instagram, just to connect on social media. If you love these episodes and if you love this show, please tag me. I love to connect with you over there. Podcasts are kind of like a one-way conversation where I feel like I'm talking to you and with you. But when you tag me on social media, I feel like we can take that one step further and actually connect with each other, which is the whole point of me starting this podcast and community in the first place is to be able to connect with moms like you who are wanting to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist. So tag me in your Instagram stories. I'm motherhood underscore simplified. Check out the motherhood simplified Facebook group or head over to the site and just find even more blogs, podcasts, decluttering courses to help you continue on your decluttering journey. Thanks so much. And I'll talk to you soon.